Hi right, gang, it's, uh, it's podcast time again. So, me, Aid, Mike, and recurring podcast guest star, Rob. Alright, Lance. Yeah. And women. And women. It is yeah. International Women's Day, Rob. You can't just oh, yeah. can't ignore the women on International Women's Day. What title will we finish this at? Because I should probably ring my girlfriend and wish her. Still Actually, late. no, I'm not going to. Because this is not. a bullshit day, but it's not even a real thing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That doesn't make me sexist, it's just... No, International Men's Day, also not a real thing. Does it exist? Yeah, it's in November. In Movember, which is also not a real thing. Also not a real thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just an excuse to stop shaving as far as I can work out. Although I do take part in Movember, every Movember, just because I've got a beard. Just because you're a fucking hobo. That is true. Yeah. Actually, you're getting a bit hobo yeah. as well, Bob. It's you're a bit in a bit of fairness. You are a bit, mate. You, yeah, that beard's getting a bit out of control. It might be time to have a word with it. Nah. Reassess it's, it's fine. Is it, 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 it told me it's fine. I've shave since coming down to London. Nah. And no maintenance. I'll get you one of those clippers for your birthday. Nah, I've got one. Have you? Yeah, I've got like an electric shaver thing where you can just trim it and stuff. They're good bows, by the way. Yeah, I don't grow enough if facial hair to need one. Beardy problems are a sound investment. Yeah, no, my facial hair grows so slowly and in such a horribly sporadic manner the beard is <laughs> just it, not an option. But it looks like you've drawn it on with pen. <laughs> but whilst on LSD or something, <laughs> like a weird artist's impression of a beard rather than an actual beard. Uh, yeah, so, 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 it's just not an option. So I just stickly, stickly. I actually need to shave my head though because I've not done it a bit my hair's getting out of control yeah totally out of control it's like noticeably hair now which yeah, is not what you it's want it's now like a two yeah yeah you need to go up Prince William same age as Prince William me obviously <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, so yeah everyone had a good and exciting week um better have I I think. No, I mean, you know, that's. Well, you also <laughs> that yeah, that's. Come on, Mike, you gotta give me some. I had a hood on it at work. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I work in like schools and you know lunchtime or if you have a break, you have to use a staff room. Someone cooked fish, didn't me? Someone microwaved fish. <laughs> oh, but... And you could smell it as you were walk- like. It, it wasn't as soon as you walked into the staff room; it hit you. It hit you in the corridor. Before you actually went in the staff that is room, what but no one see. It was weird though, because like we went out for lunchtime, mm. uh, and then we came back in, and someone had like used the microwave for fish. But no one seemed to have known who who did it. It was like the Who Shot Phil Mitchell in EastEnders. Like no one seemed to actually know anything. And I was like, well, someone must have been in the room because that shit it's, was egregious. It's such, <laughs> such bad form. Oh, it's, it's horrendous form. It's, it's the worst part. Look how look, microwaving a fish at any point is not on. Doing it where other people will be assaulted with the smell is—it's a felony in my book. Well, plus, like some woman came in and tried to Febreze the place. <laughs> it didn't work, but it didn't work. Well. No, no, Febreze. No, just make it worse. That's a li- that's a lethal toxic, man. Yeah. Febreze and fish. You're going to exact. Exasperate the situation. Exacerbate the situation. But yeah, that shit is egregious putting fish <laughs> in the microwave. I went to uh, Toys R Us, no, we had a. It a smelled like room. a salted fish, you know, like what dad cooks. But it all does when yeah. fish is microwaved. It yeah. might have been. Cod. Could have been anything. Yeah, it could have been anything but microwave. <laughs> could have been, been scampy flavoured knickknacks. <laughs> could have been scampy fries. <laughs> I hope it's but, not. When I worked in a Toys R Us, we had a, a meter and greeter who came like every year. Um, I was there, I say every year, I was only there two years. But he came, you know, just yeah. for the seasonal Christmassy, standing at the front of the store saying good afternoon and all that. And uh, he uh, he did kippers in the microwave. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> I'd have just had him banned, I, I think. Wasn't born in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> One, that's horrendous, and two, I thought kippers were like extinct or something. I didn't know. Hey, where would, would you get them from? <laughs> yeah, where would you even get your kippers from? Yeah, where from? are you acquiring kippers, mate? Just imagine, like, I was, somewhere in Warren Market. Like, you I, know, yeah, I was at a tea room place in this, this place out by Swindon. 
don't know if I've mentioned this before, but going over by Swindon is like going back to the 90s. Like, it's like going back in time. This team in place was probably. Wigan's like that. <laughs> yeah, so, the team in place even have these signs on, on, on the like, door and the, the windows and stuff. You know, when they've got a, a recommended in this, you know, this food guide. They were labelled as 93 and 95. And I was like, that sums <laughs> this place up. 95 is the last time anything happened here, lads. Uh, the worst place in England that I've been to for that kind of 1980s feel is the Isle of Wight. Oh, I've not been there, so... Not me neither. That's on another level. Yeah, like, well, Swindon itself, right, has an Iceland, like, right in the centre. Like, there's, like, a square bit where it's got, like, a statue of someone, and on one side of the square is an Iceland, which is just... Would you say you've got problems if your metropolis centres around Iceland? Yes. Yes, I would, Rob. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we all would. That's broken Britain. Yeah, it is broken Britain. Tell you what, tell you Billy how... Billy Piper's from Swindon. Yeah, I know. And uh, my mate Richard's wife, Elle. She's from Swindon. I'd rather shout Billy Piper. <laughs> yeah, me too, because I feel like if that's, I... That's why I, I know. Yeah, I think if I shagged Billy Piper, it would put less strain on my um, friendship with Rich than if I shagged Rich's wife out. Or he could be consumed by jealousy. <laughs> I, he could have <laughs> equal damage, know. really, both ways. Well, I do like Billy Piper, by the way. She's alright, yeah. Never. I was a big fan of her. Uh, Chris you know, Evans has been there, though, so. Mm. Yeah, he has. Yeah, that is that's a hard to shake off, man. That, yeah, that's off point. Chris Evans, he's from um, he's, he's from, from our place. Van McCarnock from us, yeah, yeah. I had, I have a beat on him at one point for best warrior in a lot. He's now firmly ahead of me. Yeah, he's pretty pretty far ahead now. When he had that lull from he's, what was it, living? What was the uh, big breakfast? I and mean, then he did something else, TGI Fridays. Yeah, that was all. TFI Fridays, I call it after. <laughs> TFI Fridays. He had that lull, and I was ahead of him then. Come back. Yeah, no, he's pulled it down. And then Jesse Lingard's just blown us all yeah, out. Blown, what about blown, uh, Spike from 911? Don't know who that is. Spike yeah, from 911. I mean, that's who he is. I mean, <laughs> if you don't know who he is. <laughs> uh, well, that's it, man. So, what's 911? 911's a pop band. Yeah, no. Who have sold, who have sold 6 million albums and 30 million singles. No, no. he's not as big as Jesse You know a lot Lingard. about Spike for... Somebody who isn't actually Spike. <laughs> yeah, that, but the, the thing I've is, been listening to a lot of nine one one. It's good with Lingard because with Lingard you don't have to. You don't say Jesse Lingard from nine one one, do you? Jesse Lingard from yeah, Man but you Jesse wouldn't United. need to say Spike from nine one one in Thailand where they had their most success. All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> when am I going to go? To, how often am I going to go <laughs> to Thailand? Well, make you realise me. No, Spike from nine one one. Although you weren't into your boy bands like I was, was a big deal. I don't think he was. Also, mate. that was the Alice. play. Six million albums, mate. No, in Thailand. No, I mean, you didn't sell it's them all not, in Thailand. Six million's not that many, are they? Yeah, it is. Is it? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of albums. Mate, shut up about 911, you dickhead. No, <laughs> nice, <that>. nice segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you know what the only interesting thing to have happened to me all week was? Briefly on Sunday night. I, uh, I, I had digestive problems. That's it. It's the only noteworthy thing that's happened to me all week. Well, uh, um, I walked into the bathroom not long ago, as in quarter of an hour ago, like I did at the same time last week when we did the last podcast, and uh, both times you'd just, just done a shit. Today's shit wasn't as bad as last week's. No, no, I think I've... Think I've I wasn't violently... Uh, no, I think I've come through the other side of it now. I like what we said last week. Very like, last, last week, week didn't so much smell like chronic shit as, a, <laughs> as opposed to, death. mate, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not a doctor. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, well, you got problems. Yeah, i it now, so it's been a good week because I'm no longer... A man. Yeah, I'm no longer maybe have some uh, kind of gut that. Maybe you cleared it out on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it got dark. And then actually light again. Well, I was, well, I was going Much to the detriment of our toilet roll situation. Yeah, it didn't help us. There's no two ways about that. Did not help us. Um, yeah. So that's, that's about it for, for, for my week. Although, 
I did discover possibly the greatest thing in the history of the world the other day. Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, because you weren't here yesterday. So. Yeah, so Tuesday night, while idly browsing sports channels, I came across something called tiebreak tens tennis. I don't know if you've heard of it, because I hadn't before this. Apparently there's been previous ones, right? This one was in New York. And as far as I can make out, somebody in the tennis world has just gone, oh, you know, like 2020 and, and stuff worked out quite nicely for cricket, by shortening the format, you know, making it more accessible, and decided to do it to tennis. So, so how does it work? So basically, they get eight players. But what I was watching was women's. Apparently it was been a men's one as well. So you get eight women, right? And then eat, then they, they play off in a knockout format. Because that was Neskiaki. No, no, she wasn't. But Daniela Hanzakova was in it, despite having retired from tennis. But she's a good tennis player. Yeah, she would have like, both Williams <laughs> systems over there. With a weird, like, <laughs> look on your face. Yeah, just ignore that. Saying. Just ignore that. She's a good tennis player. So yeah. That's why she was invited. Yeah, both Williams sisters were there. The world number Makes one was sense. there. I've not heard, I've not heard <laughs> that. It was like a, it was a decent, decent field, and like um, so, so they they play off, and like it all happens in one night. So it's all done that night, and like so they essentially play a tie break, that's first to ten instead of first to seven. And whoever wins just goes through. But honestly, it was just bloody weird. So, for example, to decide who gets to um, serve first. They did rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Which, while awesome, was just a blatant effort to pander to the crowd. But also during it... But it does take mental skill to win. Mental fortitude. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It's not a coin toss. No, but like not. the most first thing was like the winner got like a quarter of a million quid. Well, million what dollars. for winning rock paper scissors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, each time. I no, want to do that. I need to win the lottery and have underground like rock <laughs> paper scissors backyard rock paper scissors. But, but yeah, so they had like they had music on between the points. Oh, I don't and, like that. And they had like they had a thing where some guy like announced each player right at the start, and then while the matches were going on, all the players were like on exercise bikes just waiting for their match honestly it was the strangest thing I've ever seen it was even a bit but was it entertaining no was it any different from regular tennis I I tell a lie it was entertaining from a novelty aspect no from a you know you know you occasionally see a B movie that's that's so bad it's funny how bad it is like you were just laughing at it. Like, it, it was like a comedy show rather than a sporting event. What do you reckon people had watched that? This is what I was thinking. Like, I'd watch it if it wasn't... Like, if they hadn't gone out of way to try and, like, you know, present it. Like, if they'd just gone, yeah, this is what we're doing. But that's all... That is... Whether it's a success or not, it's just based on how many people watch it, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know how it's getting on, because it was, it was on Champs League night. But, like... They had like two presenters as well. There was a bit where like they were interviewing one of the people who wasn't currently playing about their <laughs> upcoming match. And like the people actually playing had to stop and, and like look over to him and be like, "Do you mind not doing that?" Because we're trying to play tennis. Because like they were doing it, you know, over the, the, the PA and everything. And, like like one of them had to stop and be like, "Can you, can you keep it down, please? I'm trying, trying to serve." So yeah, it was it was just it was really badly presented. But in a hilarious way, kind of like Eurovision. So it could have legs then, because people love Eurovision. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Eurovision's already got. You can only have it on once a year. Yeah, and Eurovision's got to the point where it's like kind of an accepted institution, whereas this is just an obviously, obviously crazy idea. But like I said, if they just played for tennis, it would have been miles better, I reckon. I reckon. You got to jazz up tennis, fam. No, you don't. No, you do. Like snooker may try to jazz up. Well, I was, I was was tennis. Him, the, tennis is wildly popular, isn't it? So like, I don't know. Like, well, what's the what's the governing body of tennis called? Uh, the ATP. I mean, you're the tennis. You're the tennis aficionado. It is yeah. the ATP. Well, they make loads of money. I don't. 
actually know. I'm pretty sure they do because the prize money for tournaments goes up every year. Well, yeah, it's like and a quarter the, of a million. And the players are constantly complaining that they don't get enough of the share of what the ATP make. Yeah. So tennis don't need changing. What does need changing, despite the aficionados of the sport, is cricket because nobody likes cricket apart from 2020. Well, see, apart thing... from England and Australia, who have their little ashes thing. Yeah, now that's not what keeps cricket going, mate. Cricket is only still a thing because there's like a billion people who, who like it. In India. In India. Yeah. So like, but even they prefer 2020. I, I mean, I don't... The, the I, <laughs> I, the I mean, the IPL, I'd assume, it, you know. But, no, I think, I think they do like test cricket. Like, <clears> So, like, I have a few problems with, with, with cricket. My biggest problem with, <clears> with test cricket in particular is the fact that almost everyone has a winning record at home. Like, basically, like, it seems to be just, except, weirdly, South Africa, who seem to gain no real advantage from being in their own country. Like, everyone, it's like, it's just impossible to be India in India, and it's, <coughs> it's basically impossible to be yeah. Australia in Australia. And even England are pretty much unbeatable in England. Not as bad as India and Australia, but, but still right up there. Would you say even West Indies are a tough out? Of their patch, I would not. I would not. <laughs> no, 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 no. But even cricket knows that twenty twenty is a way to go. That's why they're expanding that the most. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. There's like, like a few countries that have like a big twenty twenty league now. Yeah, there's like there's one Australia there's an, have there's like an a big one. one. Yeah, South Africa even have one. Like I quite a so. few. Have yeah, IPL's big. There's West one Indies in, yeah, there's a West Indies well. one, yeah, so... I'm sure our, our cricket fans out there will know more, but, like, I've, I've heard or i read somewhere that, like, they're planning on doing, like, um, a 2020, the end game would be, like, a 2020 Champions League. So yeah, I mean, for that would each make country sense, yeah. to have their own IPL, if you will. Yeah, that, I mean, that would make sense. Like, it would be something for cricket, because, as you say, it's, 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 it's not great cricket. It's not... Well, it's just like there's no promotion and relegation because obviously not that many nations by and large play it. So there's no like what what's the intrinsic or even extrinsic motivation for winning like a series against New Zealand. Well, there's no casual cricket fans, are there? I guess that's what they're trying to. There guys. There needs to be a format for someone who. Yeah. You know, there's guys who'll tune in for the Ashes because they just like seeing Australia lose, but it's not for really the cricket, is it? No, I mean, like, I, I, I watch like... the Ashes, but, you know. No, I watch the Ashes when the newspapers make me because they tell me, like, it's... Like, I never start off watching it, but if something interesting is going down, the Ashes, then I get in it a bit. Don't mind watching, like, the hour highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think I could sit all day and watch a day of it. Anymore because I used to. I used to love watching cricket. I used to play it, but never not cut anymore. To no be fair, like, left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Like Joe Root. Remember that guy who uh, uh, in was it the social Syndicate Social? He was trying to tell us that Joe Root was a character. Remember? I remember him. Yeah. Nice guy. In a very posh yeah. Nice guy. Looks a bit like a uh, cricketer Mark Elam. Right, you thought it might have been it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was Mark <laughs> Maybe was, Joe Root is a character. He was trying to tell us we got all these cricket guys who were like characters and stuff, and they're like, mate, we're from Warren. They're not characters. But <laughs> just yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I like Joe Root as much as an X Man, but he, he's not a character. Oh, as you'd call him. And I don't think I'd like him in the flash. Or as you'd call him, Rooty. I think he's alright, Rooty. Just think I'd hate you. Well, I'd hate Strikes me as someone who wears. <laughs> no, you do. You've got to explain yourself. Strikes me, as, wrong with strikes me as someone who wears cricket jumpers on a night out. Yeah, I mean, he probably does. He strikes me as someone who spent his three years at university wearing mankinis on the uh, Wednesday. Like the social. The social night. Yeah. played. Like Maybe yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'd go with Rudy for that one. Seems a bit quiet for that kind of thing. Maybe he got. Maybe he didn't do it every time, but like he did it twice I mean, I'd, over the course of a year. Or when he'd get, when he he'd get egged twice. on, yeah, he'd get egged on. Like, yeah, there'd be no actual retort from him. No, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I think Rudy's all right, and I think you guys are bad lads, and I'm going to advise him to get restraining orders against you. It's all right. Yeah, yeah it is all right. You do that. Yeah, well, fucking well, <laughs> fucking well. So yeah, I think we all know who's winning there. 
Now Rudy's winning in real life. Yeah, Rudy's winning in real life. Yeah. He doesn't need this shit. He's a winner. He's all right. He's a winner. I don't think he's all right. I think he's a dick. But he's a winner. (laughs) Yeah, fair play to you. All right. Uh, Well, yeah, so that's cricket. Yeah, dude, I agree with you, actually. I think cricket's... Brazilian test cricket's in a bad way. Well, it just depends on, like, what they want to do. I mean, again, I, I reckon the English cricketing board... They do all right. Like yeah. they're happy as a institution. Well, one thing I would say about is like, I mean, I guess cricket teams make their money from members. Mm-hmm. But like, you watch, I don't know, you see the highlights on Sky Sports News of Middlesex Durham on a Thursday. And there's like two people there, like all day. <laughs> yeah, like they, I've watched Lancashire. They don't even have a cricket. Like I've watched they're Lancashire. Just leaving there. I've watched Lancashire once. You know, just like on a day off, but I have nothing to do with it. Like the county championship, and there was like 50 of us. <laughs> like <laughs> all day. This is a, <laughs> How are they making money? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But this is a interesting, for me, sports conundrum, even though it's not a conundrum. It's like how... Like, I reckon cricket... Cricket fans are the kind of fans who really love that the game isn't completely modernised. Not modern, you modernised kind of, but like they, they like that it's they quite exclusive. Yeah, they like that you have to be really into cricket to know what's going on. Yeah, and you know when we get all nostalgic about football, like we're like, oh, it's, the Premier League era has been shit. But in reality, I like the things I like being popular. Yeah, I mean, I like knowing as much as I care to know about them it makes it more fun when you're talking to people who also like it yeah but at the same time it's good if what you like is like really popular yeah like cricket doesn't seem interested in being that popular I, I grant you that like football despite your nostalgia like glasses has been well better since it's been dead popular I mean, I think I think there was a point where it started to go a bit long. Sure, I generally agree. Turned a bit sour. Yeah, no, I do gen- generally agree with you. Like the early Sky days were very, very heady football days. Um, it's kind of yeah. well for a start, like it was on TV all the time. Yeah, wasn't it like a stage in the eighties where football wasn't even on TV? There was, yeah. It's the Everton period. I mean, that is shit. It's kind of shit, yeah. I think I watched some documentary. It was like, um, like a media blackout thing for a few years, whereas in like it was like a, I don't know why, but there was some kind of disagreement going on, and then it got, like, there was no agreement to televise it for ages. Would you say that's because no one wants to televise Everton being good? I, I mean, I can only assume so. Well, I, I have no proof. Well, we had, like, so. banned from Europe, didn't we, and yeah. loads of football hooligans. Yeah. making the game Bloody shit. but yeah but I watched this documentary <laughs> I think it was like about Frank McAvenny and he's like I think West Ham came second one year it's mm. like their best team they've had since you know the team that had those World Cup wins oh, the team that won the World Cup yeah. yeah and he scored like I, I'm, I'm, I might be making he, he scored over 20 goals one year the cracking year mm. and he's like yeah the shit thing about it is no one <laughs> saw me do it no like, one's actually seen it <laughs> Even I doubt it happened now. <laughs> Set right back again. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's the same with that, that Everton team a lot. Like, like their very best team missed out on, on proper television, really. And obviously Europe. And Europe. Yeah, they seem quite a bit about that as well. I was reading about that. What was that? They created a tournament, didn't they? Yeah. Was it the... Is it the Fairs Cup or something like that? The Fairs Cup was a thing. I can't remember which one it is. Was it not that Anglo-Italian yeah. thing? No, they created another as well. Where like I don't know how they did it, but like six teams from each division. It was weird. Like Nottingham Forest won it a few times. Yeah. So I was doing one of those. You know what did like Clough actually win after his um, champs league? Yeah, champs league thing. He won a few of them in a few league cups. Yeah, he never won the FA Cup, did he? he? got to one final and Des Walker. He scored on goal. Ah, um, Des won the that, yeah. From that final, the, the Someone big thing was... The guy, how they lost, I'm sure, scored an own goal. Uh, All anyone remembers from that final is Gazza breaking his leg. leg yeah. yeah. 
wasn't pretty or anything like begging all that. As a, I worked with an Italian guy, and he he's like a big fan of Gaza. And he said like, yeah, he was really good in Italy. And I was like, yeah, but you do realise that before he's moved to Italy, he broke his leg, and he was like well better before that. And they were like, really? I didn't know that. And just <laughs> just thought he was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. You know, potentially the best player in the world at that point. Yeah, I mean, or that, potentially wow. could have been one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, do you see any of this week's football at all, Mike? I saw nothing. Why not, Mike? You've got a massive loser. Got a girlfriend. Yeah. All right, mate. Tell me now. Don't need that on the podcast. Yeah. That was very that was very hard Yeah. Um. I've got a girlfriend. So obviously, uh, yeah. <clears throat> again. Because we've done many, many podcasts on the Arsenal. Don't want to do too much. Well, I texted you as they leave us no choice. Yeah, they really, they really want in on the podcast, Arsenal. I think that's why they do the things they do. But, like, I think it is worth noting that, like, obviously they've just beat Milan 2 0 in the San Siro, which is just, just fabulous stuff. As we were saying whilst uh, watching it, um, I really hope they go on and win that. Me too. Just because to uh, just piss off Arsenal fans. The amount, the amount of piss fans. <laughs> they just bring it on themselves. Yeah, Arsenal fans. I mean, they do. They really do. <laughs> but they, like, there's a there's a few lads on the Arsenal fan TV. Um, one of them is this lad called Troops. You ever heard Troops, Rob? No. And uh, Stay that's away the thing. From they, Arsenal fan TV. I mean, listen to his name. Well, his name's <laughs> Troops, right? And yeah. Uh, this is the, the thing about like being a fan and getting a bit too vocal early doors. So like he's like like now saying like yeah you see I was saying Wenger out and stuff like ages ago. But I, I remember this lad also like you know pining for like because didn't they get Mustafi like a bit late or something? Yeah, they're going right at the end. It's like yeah this would have been you know it'd been all right. Why didn't we get Mustafi? Well, he you shit. did. <laughs> and he's so crap and the so. same with Lacazette like I don't know I guess that is where, which which door well whose problem is Lacazette is it that Lacazette is not very good or has Arsene Wenger destroyed his fragile little mind it's one of the two there's no middle ground on that one well I mean I think he's good so I mean if it, so if it is the one that involves Wenger you know destroying confidence and how fragile is Lacazette yeah, I mean that's the other thing like I mean you know that doesn't it's just not gone great for Lacazette he's thing, been shit he's not it's like for the money that's shit it's not especially not, at Arsenal because they're not like City where you know you can buy squad lads for 40 odd mil like that guy's got to be the difference maker and he's not made a no. difference at all Mustafi was so bad I think I said to you Aid for the, I think it was the second Brighton goal. He had one thing to do. What was that? Just mark Glenn Murray. There was no one else in the box. You're sending yeah, back, just... and there's nothing else you have to do but mark. Just like in Glenn Murray's not fast because there was one breakaway where he was through on goal. He was he like ran about. Oh well, but Glenn Murray's another one of my uh, you know nothing about football Mike moments. No, I mean I I go with you on that. Like I thought it'd be awful. But he's just the thing with Glenn Murray is he's just he's he's had a cracking year. Yeah, he's just look if you get him the right mm. supply and everything. Which Brighton really do as well. Yeah, then like with gross and knockout. Yeah, you know, like if if you play it right, he'll he'll do okay. But I don't know who was responsible for it, but even when he was at Palace, like why would you have swapped him for that Connor Wickham Wick. guy? And ten million quid. Because kind of work across ten million when just before ten million was like chump change. But didn't you just have like before that you bought him on the back of him having like a decent two months? Yeah, pretty much. At Sunderland. Yeah. yeah. The improbable survival. Yeah, which yeah, because well, he did have yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. He, he, he did look good. He, for, he like, did. Two uh, he went nuclear on he, various. He things. did a bit of a pappy say but in a shorter times from the time frame. But anyway, back to Glenn, fair play on Glenn Murray. Yeah, fucking fair income. Fair income, Glenn. But anyway, so you you would lay all the, the, the fault of the Lacazette on... Um... No, I'm with Rob. I don't think you can entirely just say 
look, it's all your fault, Wenger, this guy's good. And, like, you know, he's obviously, yeah, like, he's not exactly, he's not forced Wenger's hand, has he? Like, he's not made himself undroppable. He's not, like, he's done nothing. Like, you know, no matter what your manager does to you, like, you can't just do nothing. Got to do something at him and there. And he's done now. Uh, I think he's done at Arsenal, yeah. The thing is, and like me and Rob were doing, I don't see Aubameyang being that much better. Really, in real terms. I think Aubameyang, if the pace has gone, then what is the... Yeah, it's just... And he was another one of the... Uh, I watched a lot of Arsenal fan TV. He was another one, yeah, Wenger out, da 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 But we need Aubameyang. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, that's the, the problem with, with football fans. Well. It's, it's like at least, at least if you're gonna like be a kind of expert, because Arsenal fan TV has now become its own little. It's yeah. basically a TV channel, yeah. and they basically get the same five people on, who are basically, even though they would say they're not and they're just fans, they're basically journalists now, yeah. in a way. So they've become the thing that uh, they would say they created the channel not to be. And um, you've got to, if you've got a mouth, because they, they get like, they get like millions of views, you know, like mm. the videos after the match get like hundreds of thousands of views. So if you're one of those guys, like you've got to, I mean, I don't because I don't watch football, but you should at least have some kind of better knowledge about the world game. Yeah, like, well... I, I don't know what to tell you, Mike. But, but yeah, either. like, but that's the problem with football it was funny, fans. But, you so know, there's always a dead easy solution <clears throat> for the fans, and it's normally not that good an idea. But the 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 the, the answers that they had to fix the problems, they got them. That it was belatedly, but they got them, and they've all been poo. Yeah. Like I remember the same guys going, "We need Jacker. He'll strengthen the midfield. He'll in a physical way and like actually make them stronger." He's been the shittest beyond that signing in the world. He's up there with the Jamba Jambas of this world, Rob. Like yeah, he's yeah, but United didn't spend three million on Eric Jamba Jamba. Three million on him. Also, Eric Jamba Jamba wasn't like no, the answer. He was like a could turn out really good this lad. I mean, wasn't yeah, but Jack was (laughs) like yeah. I remember when they signed him. Oh, he's going to be amazing. This. You know, box to box midfielder in a four four two. Look how he plays at Munch and Gladbach. He can cover the space of like two people. Like, what have you been watching? Because I watch him at Arsenal, and he's an absolute liability. How was he at Munch and Gladbach? You watch German football. Um, like, pretty good, but there's no pressure at Munch and Gladbach, and you might get beat five nil at Bayern, and who cares? Like no one's gonna scrutinise you. He was you highly thought of before he went. He to was, yeah, he was. But like again, no one's does, scrut- A lot of this does make me think. But no one's. Arsene Wenger is destroying. No, but players. like, so I take it back, Arsenal fans. No, Maybe you were right. No, but no one. Because it does seem. To no me. one scrutinises you at Munching Gladbacks when yeah. you're not tracking for a goal. Who cares when it's away at Oldsburg? Yeah, but every player Arsene Wenger's bought since he's been given a bit well, of cash has been shit. One of the weird things I find about Arsenal, I was saying this to, to Rob, is like uh, how essentially rubbish they are defensively as, as a team. When essentially, like all of Wenger's title-winning teams with Arsenal have been built on like like a good defence, and in most cases, then like two predominantly defensively-minded. Did you uh, did you see that Lee Dixon claimed that Tony, Tony Adams, Adams made me. Ashley Cole the best left back in? in the world and then people like mate he played with Ashley Cole for like a year what are you yeah, talking how about how long did he play for Arsenal in the youth team when like, yeah, Tony but, Adams was yeah but by that by that logic Tony Adams should be a good coach and he's not yeah he didn't like he's different though bad. isn't it like I'm sure loads of but guys there's like, there's I'm people, sure loads of guys playing with him would say John Terry is. was amazing to play along he had like that doesn't mean he's going to be a good. No, player. but at the same time, like that is just like, that's just Terry. giving people credit. Like that's that's like that time when oh, it's, oh Sammy Lee was responsible for Bolton being really good. It wasn't Sam Allardyce after all. Nah, Sammy Lee's just awful, mate. No, but it's a different skill set, isn't it? I know, like, but like yeah, you but can't, because, you can't I mean, just go 
You can't go, oh, yeah, no, we managed to deserve well, no well, penny. No, of course you can't. No, of course. I know Wenger's been, like, well shit for two years, but there's no big white whitewashing of actually how good he was. Yeah. Oh, it's just like... Well, thing, like, oh, he's never built a defence like I that. Heard, I heard one thing that, well, you know, Patrick Vieira just went on the pitch before the game. I just, you know, do whatever you want. I'll sort you out. As well, Arsene Wenger was just standing there for 22 years, just on the side, doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. And I, like, and I like, just before we finish, I do enjoy the, yeah, but he inherited a good defence. Well, that year they went unbeaten, who actually was still there. Yeah, there was that no one left. That is true. And Mike, he got to a Champions League final playing Matthew Flamini, a left back. <laughs> he did. And what most people would, 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 would agree with, like, for his first. 10 years he was amazing mm. like but like I said but like, I like the man as much as that I have no real no nah, that's become a weird whitewashing of yeah there is like he's like, right it is a bit because like like especially with the Lee Dixon thing it's like mate you've never mentioned this before yeah, why, like, like, <laughs> why is that suddenly coming up now like it's but all those those players do mm. say that at Wenger like made them. It was like the perfect storm when he first arrived. Yeah, but like, then... he had a solid defense. Who they would say, like all of them have said, he made them like better. Like yeah, he gave them better diet, he then... prolonged their careers for like about three or four years apiece. Yeah, but then he did also build a defense as well. After that, he he put his own together. Like the defense wasn't only good just because he inherited it. Anyway. That's probably enough Arsenal again. But I like you, I am very keen to see them win the, the, the Europa League just to see how much piss that I mean, will boil. Despite what it might sound like, I, I think, I want him to stay. Forever. Like every fan of uh, football who doesn't support it's Arsenal. Just <laughs> we all so want him to stay. So, 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 yeah, the other game that me and, well, mainly me, watched was the mighty Man United against Crystal Palace in what I am confident is the single worst performance by a team I have ever seen who then won the game. We were awful throughout. Uh, what, well, I was listening to it on the radio and uh, it was, you know, on that BBC thing where they show, like, fans' tweets. Yeah. Like, during the Did like, show text X? commentary. Uh, <laughs> possibly, but I wasn't. I was also doing something else, which I won't mention. And, uh, <laughs> You said you'd never get an opportunity to do that. <laughs> yeah, no sound. <laughs> what are you doing? Listening to the radio. Uh, <laughs> just a really good game. Um, and uh, yeah, one one fan put, which I think is very true when I've watched, what I feel when I've watched United, especially on the radio, it's like, we're just West Brom with loads of money. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, we don't look balanced and we don't look like we have a plan. But my main thing with, with that game was, was Alexis Sanchez and just how shit he was. Like, it was unbelievable. As I told Rob, basically... You don't want to go too hard too soon. No, I know it's just that game. You it will work it out at United. Yeah. Just for me, it's it's just a... In isolation, I, I wouldn't like that signing. As no, a I, really, fan. I really don't. Right. Like... like you know, it may turn out that the long term he, he is better, but but like, not that long stands, term because he's thirty. Yeah, as it stands, mm. like I, I just think Tony Martial's better at that job in that formation than, than Sanchez. But also, not just for for yeah. who you think's better as an investment. Yeah, like, you you now going to stint his development. The thing with Mourinho, well. me and Abe were saying, though, like doesn't have patience. He's not going to wait around. No, not in those positions. No, he really doesn't. Like, if you ain't pulling your weight after... I mean, what was it, Mo Salah got about eight games, nine games, before he was like, you're We've out. gone down this rabbit hole before. Yeah. You're Mo Salah's, you're Lukaku's. He ain't got time. Well, Lukaku claims that he, it was his idea to leave. So, like, like in the, so that was just before rejoining Mourinho at United, so... You know, you never... He might have well, I'm sure it was. He was like, as a, I wanted more game time, so I chose to leave, and he was... Like he said that Mourinho wanted him to stay, but like was like, alright, I'll let, I'll let you go. Well, if I was uh, the agent of Marcus Rashford, I'd be telling him, gotta get out of there, son. He has got to get out of there. One of him or Martial's got to think about leaving. Cause... Or reinvent themselves as a right winger. Which or right like. back. Yeah, that seems to. <laughs> no left back. Sorry, right yeah. back. Tony V's got right back. Cemented. Yeah, he's, that he's left back. Well, in fact, if Martial can play left he has, back, he is actually also good at it. 
Yeah, yeah he is, is now. But if Martial can, you know, reinvent himself as a left back over the summer, then he's fine. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's alright. But just on the Sanchez thing, well, right. So, me and Rob were doing some maths earlier. So, during that game, uh, Alexis Sanchez lost possession 34 times. Yeah, but he's been doing that for years. Yeah, but most of the time he has a, as I was saying, Rob, like, he did a similar thing against Huddersfield. And you would say, just watching it, you would have still said, yeah, but, like, overall, his impact on the game was positive. It wasn't on Monday night. He was just awful. Like, it was, because it wasn't just, you know, he does that thing, oh, he gives the ball away, but he was trying to do stuff. But were things where he's like, mate, you're just passing it 10 yards to Tony Valencia and you've got it out of play. How have you even done that? But, 34 times in a single game, Mike. So, right, that's, if, if you go for 90 minutes, that's better than one every three minutes, right? But then, if you figure, at best, 60% possession, that's 54 minutes United have the ball. That's better than one every two minutes. And then if you factor in how often the ball is out of play, I think it works out that you better have the ball for about 34 minutes, 30 minutes. So that's losing the ball better than once every minute of possession for the entire team. That's some going. <laughs> it really is. Plus, that's thinking as well that like he has the ball and no one else touches it so, <laughs> yeah like, exactly that time. but, but I, I actually I, like, that's just a, an abusive stat of I agree with you like you don't want to tell someone like Alexis Sanchez you're losing the ball too much it's part of his game it's like he, he will always run that risk and you're better off just letting him do it for you know when back. he seemed to fall out with the Arsenal team mm. and, and it was kind of the from what I gathered from the story, it was because of his off-pitch shenanigans or whatever. Yeah. I'd like to, like... I reckon a lot of it was probably on pitch. He must yeah, be a fucking twat to play with. I mean, well, I'd like to... Well, times he lost possession. I mean, eventually... No, but like, a lot of the time, he'll, he'll break down attacks to sort of supplement his own, like, you know, once in a hundred times pass that comes off, and then he looks like... You know, the guy who's made the, yeah, the assists like and stuff, but before the assist, it doesn't come off 99 times. Yeah, I I was never happy with the like, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if that style of play is, like, actually meshes with Mourinho's coaching. I just don't think it ever does. That sort of, you know, where you're a maverick and you do this, and, like, at Arsenal, he was given free reign, he was allowed to do anything he wanted. Like, when's a Mourinho team had that sort of guy where. Yeah, because I like. I mean, I think the one most people would go for would, would be Ronnie, but Ronnie's not a maverick. Like that's also, not what he Ronnie, does. Ronnie was in his like even when Mourinho was there, what five years ago. Ronnie was morphing into his number nine. I'm scoring every week, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, he and wasn't like, like he's this. just a machine. He doesn't do like he no. does, you know. He doesn't actually like like Ronaldo's brutally efficient. Yeah, he doesn't drift or anything. No. Just, yeah, me and Rob were talking about. Ronaldo before and he's ridiculous apparently like in their last 41 knockout games in, in the Champions League Reals Ronaldo has scored 44 times on his own that's mental <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh, and yet he's still comfortably the second best player of his generation also maybe not a homosexual no I think he probably is mate I mean, he suspiciously has produced no, it almost is, out of he is, he is pulling, he's making me doubt myself because, like, he's, because if he's, because he got, like, a proper girlfriend, and he's got kids from girlfriend, you know, not Michael Jackson kids. Yeah, because he's yeah, going to have to start producing but, but again, the natural though, way now. Like, he's probably, you know, he's probably, he's ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. Does know, anyone ever remember his girlfriend being pregnant? I mean, it would be really You got me there, you have got me. It's just, it's, just, it's really weird. It's like, mate, where are these kids coming from? He's like, I don't know. I'm just, they just turn up, don't we? Stalk bottom. That's, uh, I like that. By the way, I say about like, I, uh, the, I, not in a, oh, okay. what, what you're looking at my lighter. Yeah, your FC Copenhagen lighter. I forgot that your woman folk was in, a, was in Copenhagen not that long ago. Yeah, I'm a liberal guy, by the way. I mean, I'd like it if he was a homosexual. Yeah, I think football needs a real high-profile guy, lad. <clears throat> I think it'd uh, do a lot for the game, to be honest. And if it was him, I think it'd be nothing but real positive. Yeah, because it'd just be like, like you know, what can 
What can you say? Oh, they can. No, they can't get out of him. Just oh, I mean, you. I'd seems to have several ballon doors, so. Yeah, but he's the second best, isn't he? And if he's uh, yeah, straight, comfortably he'd be, the second he'd be, best. He'd be better. Yeah. He's gay that stopped him from being better. <laughs> Held him back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, before we run out of time, I want to uh, sideways or segways into a. I watched that Icarus. Oh, did you? Don't believe it. I'd give up that on sport. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, like I say, even though we've been talking about it in a roundabout way for the past one, near enough an hour, mm. sports shit, don't bother with it. Like, well, it's one of those things like, like, like it's for fine me, for entertainment, just, but don't invest yourself. Yeah, just don't yeah. act. Don't not like, emotionally. Anyway. Like you know, some sports are, are, are worse than others, obviously, and, and what whatever sets everyone. But don't act like it's whiter than white. It's not like. You know, it's just, not like a I, I find that uh, when people are, are involved in every any anything people are involved in, that means everything. Uh, the higher the stakes, the more shit it becomes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we haven't even we haven't even we haven't even spoke about your man Wigo. Well, we'll go there. But like my favourite thing about that was the song and uh, like Wigo in drug shock. Is it, is it a shark well? Well, um, I mean, is it in the evening standards today? Is it Garant Thomas? Is that you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he he said basically what I said on like podcast previous. Like he said, look, the only way to get rid of this grey area is you should have no TUEs. And I know it might sound a bit unfair, but people with health problems that can't be fixed by over-the-counter drugs that are allowed really aren't equipped to deal with the rigours of a, like, high-end sport. Did you see Paula Radcliffe's retort to that? No. Achievers, like, oh, so that means that people with life-threatening illnesses can't be sportsmen. Yeah. Exactly. Also, that's why people <laughs> with stage... What stage did uh, Armstrong have cancer? Um, I think it normally goes up to about stage, like, seven is the worst, and he had stage nine. Alright, that's why people with <laughs> stage 17 cancer can't win Tour de France. It's for the, for the exact same reasons. But like, Doesn't not, mean they can't yeah, do it. It's not about equal Doesn't opportunities. Doesn't mean they shouldn't be allowed to live. You don't, yeah, it's you don't athletes. send people like with life-threatening conditions like into space as an astronaut. You just don't do it because they might die. Well, I remember the no. TUEs for Serena, someone who like, you know, studies like... Mm. Uh, asthma like sufferers and whatever it was like that's enough for someone who's like on death's door not someone who just needs a little pick me up to carry on playing sport at the uh, world level as well you know what my favourite thing about the whole Wigo thing was as well is like that you claimed that you'd have more right to be killed someone <laughs> oh I didn't realise you'd said that claimed his something... new facial hair that was a shocker ah oh, no, no it's new hair it's a shocker <laughs> let alone the facial hair the new hairstyle yeah but he strikes me as a person wiggle over he will just go right that's it I'm taking everyone down now <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it's going to come but he's going to take it's like every time like it's the same like the vehement defence oh and, and the weird accusations like it's just People are trying to smear me. You know, they're trying to bring me down. Who are these people? Like, like time Mo, Mo Farah started saying it, long before anyone had done it's it. It's like, yeah. mate, we're out to get you. Mate, we, we've seen the documents for, you know, show that you took. Yeah, like, like Mo Farah claiming people are out to get him in his acceptance hey, speech hey, of a hey, knighthood. Let's just stick to Wigo. We don't want to be accused of racism like the German airport by Mo Farah. Good so, on you. But yeah, one but thing I'd say, though, is so, like people... And I know... Scandals have a way of eventually being, you know, unfolded. Like once twenty years ago, whatever, eventually comes to light. But if it wasn't for those Russian guys who hacked, you know, those fancy guys, yeah, we'd never have any of this. Like to be fair to Wigo, imagine thinking your life's pretty like sweet, yeah. and you've got a knighthood and everything's going great, and then one day you wake up and your files have been hacked by Russians, and all your teammates are bare to the public. My girlfriend, sorry mate, my girlfriend when we were watching that Icarus, and this, we, we watched it like last week, so when Wigo stuff was yeah. like around and stuff, and she's just like, God, like, Wigo is so English, like, the Russians just cheated her, almost it's not the right translation, but like an honest way in a way. <laughs> they just like the English way is to cheat whilst not cheating. Yeah, this, that like, was my favourite. Like, like, it was like yeah. the, the, the line was, yeah, he crossed 
he crossed an ethical line. No, he just doped, mate. Yeah, he just, just doped. He just doped. Unfortunately, like, it's all... That's all legal, according to you. Like, he, like under the laws of your sport, he did nothing wrong. Now, you might say... Oh, well, it's not him. even just, like, cycling. It's, it's under the legislation of sport. Like, he did nothing wrong. Yeah. He just abused... A f- so, well, it's like- shout him all you want. He's within the rules. What, like... Because the rules are so frivolous. Well, it's yeah. like uh, <laughs> when um, Chris Benoit, you know, the wrestler. I'm interested, by the way. Mate, uh, we don't mention Benoit. Uh, no but, one but, mentions him. But when, when the, the whole steroid thing came out, like, a lot of the guys are on steroids, but they're not doing anything wrong because you just need to get the, a doctor who will prescribe you yeah. drugs because of your... I'm doing that. Yeah. That, the, uh, the, uh, air quotes. Uh, your low testosterone. Yeah, exactly, and it's just... Well, what happens, though, is, I don't know if you, you notice, yeah. when you read, like, the form for a TUE, is someone will fail a test, then they'll go back and, and get a retroactive TUE. So, like, it'll be, you know, you failed that this test in September 9th. That can't be allowed. And it's, like, September the 15th, so you'll find the doctor will go, yeah, I prescribed him that on <laughs> September the 9th, when... They obviously did, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Like, a lot of them are retroactive, that. though. Do you feel like, uh, from what That's I? That's ridiculous. Like, why are we bat- shouting at Wigo? Properly police your sport. Backdated. But, and but, also, Wigo don't cheat. You but from whatever. But are we uh, just before you carry? Are we repossessing Wigo's knighthood or? or no, because no, like Aid said, he's he, done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. You can't take it away from him. He's not broke the rules. Why would you repossess it? Because you cross an ethical line. I mean... I, I, um, I, oh, so we're all... I understand that we all pretend that, that we don't know that they were crossing that ethical line as we were winning all of cycling's medals at the Olympics without ever once going out. Ever. And now both of our two recent winners have had, you know, and Mo Farah and, you know, give me some more names, Robbie, we're English, you've done some dodgy shit recently. Come on, Rob, you're a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's enough. Out, a lot of the cyclists, like that woman who oh. failed free, and no, missed free drug tests. Who? Is it Lizzie Armstead? I remember she... You like, better be right about this. Yeah, no one she... Armstead coming after us. Yeah. In she a would as well. Don't fashion. think Anyway, there's been loads, like, right? Got, like, we get like 20 listens a week yeah. now as well, so one this will get back to it. It'll get back to it. Maybe she's one of them. Uh, I doubt it. Um, no, I sincerely doubt it myself, yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's, but like, for me, the most telling bit of that Icarus documentary is, is the bit where he says, like, guy, look, Cam Wilder actually did detect drug chasing. He's just like, uh, no. I'll tell you who Cam, though. Varda. Like, they're the guys who get the job done. Like, I don't know if you saw this week, but... Canelo failed the drug test. Yeah, so about it. This week for Clem Butterall. But when he did the old, uh, ah, it's Mexican meat, innit? It's that Mexican meat that I'm eating. You know it's Dutch. With (laughs) all Mexican fighters, like Eric Morales failed the test and he blamed it on that. Like everyone's now just blaming it. Because it's just an easy out and then people go, oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, it is Dutch. But yeah, the, the, the meat is pumped up with. With drugs and stuff. When have you seen the pictures of Canelo from like maybe a year or two ago to what he was, you know, building up for Golovkin fights? It's he not just like what Yeah, it's not just Clem Booterall's been found from what meat you're eating, mate. Come on. <laughs> My favourite thing about that. So Varda is like a volunteer. So Varda's like it? you have to. So Varda is you can either you pay for it all year round, but it's like you have to voluntarily put yourself in there doping protocol but there's one I can't remember off the top of my head I think it's WBC they make all the champions enrol mm. and like do the testing like all year round but they were saying with the Canelo one like he came in like he's, he's in there doping for the fight but you can cycle on and off so because he doesn't do it all year round they're like so what he does is he fights he cycle, he does a steroid cycle then he's off it by the time he goes into yeah Clear system really fast. Yeah, a lot. Well, I'm guessing every like proper like high high tech drug that people use now is out of your system in what 24 hours or something. Yeah, it's not. Why people probably you know miss drug tests, take that fine, and then they're like, well, I'll do it tomorrow because like it'll be out of the system, but can't do it today. My favorite thing. But going back to Varda, though, is like they 
they use like carbon isotope like things so they sort of measure like what a like normal like carbon like isotope, what it looks like you know in your body mm. and then if it's enhanced they'll be like well it doesn't look like yeah, yeah. you don't look like a normal person <laughs> yeah. um, can I just have one last thing to like see if we can get Wigo off the hook yeah if you want just this is my last like you know in his defence he's not on the hook for me he's done well, that well ethically yeah right if so say like well he you know say he's in the wrong or what is like I reckon he did a bit of hedging his bets in like the things I've read like he did a bit of like I've done nothing wrong but if I did it's Sky's fault because I was unaware of it yeah of course of course you want well, to like but, so thing, would you though. would you think that Wigo was like is there a possibility that like what he was Sky's creation and he like no but he just went like I want. I'm gonna win, but I want to do it legally. I'm an honest lad. No. All right, I go into the thingy. But he okay. did do it legally. Yeah, I get my medical checks what done. What he did is not and then, and then, no. But do you think it? Like, do you think there's any chance that this is the what? scenario? I'm Wigo, right? I think I'm, he said enough of it that he could make the argument. I think that he realistically went in there and thought that they did nothing that was ethically questionable. Of course, he didn't. He knew what the so score was. is it is it is it scenario but, A? I'm Wigo. I'll come into your office. All right, lads. Yeah, I'll just have my blood test done. Got a race next next week. Oh yeah, you're a bit low on this Wigo, so we're going to give you a bit of this. It's all fine though. It's good, you know, you, you you're having problems with your ass. It is. It is. And funny. then he goes, yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys. So am I ready to like the race next week? Yeah, yeah. You, you go and do your training. Or scenario B, Wigo comes into the office. Right. I need an edge, lads. What nah, can we do? Nah, but, I think. Like, I think there's a, there's a scenario C where there's Wigo... no scenario C, there's just... No, where, where Wigo is essentially just You don't like, know Wigo like I do, mate. He's just like, look, let's just just get race ready. Oh, well, Wigo, we're going to get... Look, I, look, I don't want to hear it. Just, just just pump me full of whatever it is. I, I never want to know what, it, what's it going on. It is funny in, how... Because I, I don't want to It is funny how, how all his allergies acted up right before big like cycling races. Yeah. Stressful time, mate. You don't know what it's like to be on the tour like that. I, I do, mate. I've been on the tour. Well, he does, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Know. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean... Coming back to the Vardar thing, like, I, saw, I saw someone uh, tweeted, your boy AJ, Rob's favourite boxer, Andy Joshua, just just tweeted him with big list of all of the, the, the boxing world champs who are, who are signed up to Vardar. Basically, just with a question, mate, why are you one of only three that isn't? No, what it was was it was like the three heavyweight champs, world champs are enrolled in Vardas yeah. like three six. But why aren't you? That was like the thing. Yeah, don't want to say anything. But there were like the, the list wasn't just there. Wasn't guys. no, it had, like, it had all the WBC guys who were yeah. they were champions who were enrolled because they I think they make you like once mm. you get the belt there. But did anyone uh, catch Wilder Ortiz? No, no, I was asleep as you know. Yeah, but I watched it. But I, I won't correct an Ortiz is. About 65. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was quality. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, Ortiz just ran out of gas. Like, how how is, good is Wilder? Um, like, he's better than people make out. So, like, he, he is, like, pardon the pun, he is wild. Like, his shots are kind of, like, he'll throw them from any angle. But he was getting outboxed, but Ortiz, I think, is the best just boxer in the division. So like he he's could not have gonna taken look... him ten years ago. Could have taken him maybe two, but Ortiz getting old and in activity, like fighting once a year, just caught up with him. Did but... Wilder in any point in the fight get to prove his chin? Yeah. So in round seven, like Ortiz hit him, and he was sort of like cling, not clinging on, but you know he was trying to hold and smother Ortiz's work, and Ortiz, I won't say punched himself out, but he just ran out of clock. So he has got a kind of chin. I mean, he's been rocked by lesser guys, but he stood firm in round seven and eight. But he has got that eraser punch. Like, I think he's got bigger one-punch knockout power than than Joshua has. Like, out of the two, out of their two, you know, what you'd call career-defining fights, like, Ortiz, like, gave everything. Whereas when you watch the Klitschko fight, you think Klitschko could have stepped on the gas. Yeah, because Joshua looked fatigued that. and like groggy. 
unsteady, yeah. Well, it's it's asking about my uh, Copenhagen. Oh, yeah, like. sorry, I don't know why I But, like, that. the thing with Ortiz was, yeah, like, Wilder, like, he's not an amazing boxer by no means, but he does do little stuff where you're like, you know, maybe he's not totally stupid. Like, he knew, I think he knew I, that if I, he could I take... I fancy him against Joshua. I think, it, I mean, I think Joshua's the big favourite, but I don't think Joshua's, like... Is he or style. is he just because we're in this country? Nah, he seems to be. From what he I see, he seems to be the big, the big favourite. But after watching Saturday, people are like, look, Wilder can dig. Like, he's got a good, like, he has got a big punch on him, but... Yeah, the concern with Joshua would be, like... I wouldn't think that Joshua can outbox, like, you know, all he's... You know, he's getting on and stuff. And he can outbox him, but not, but not to nullify. But not to the point that Ortiz was doing. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, as, as with Joshua Klitschko, the fix was already in because Ortiz was down on the scorecards when, if you watch it, he was... Until he got beat, he was the better. Like, Wilder was coming on strong, but if you were, you know, subjectively actually scoring it you would have had Ortiz by like a couple of points at that time I I scored Canelo against uh, GGG as a draw yeah it was sickening mate but correct but it'll be interesting to see where they because I don't think they'll do it straight away like I'd be shocked if it happens this year this year while the Joshua the thing is like for for both of them is like after they fight each other then what well for me like I've been thinking about this a little bit it's you can't postpone it now, otherwise it makes a mockery of them both. Like, and people have got less patience for that in boxing now, especially the heavyweight division. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, but best case scenario, way. if I was, you know, if this kind of thing possibly does happen, I'd go right, guys. Take it to six, and then do what you want. Because if we do that, we can do a rematch then. We need a trilogy out of this, lads. Yeah, because there's, yeah. there's now else going. But it is funny though, like, they're both really big punches, but they're not good on the inside, either of them, really. Mm, like, Josh, like, Joshua had the most problems with Takam when he was fighting, you know, up close and nullifying the range a little bit. Wilder's at his best when he's got long arms, when he's that little bit of distance when he can get his shots off. If you smother his work, then he finds it hard but Ortiz was boxing really well he just ran out of steam but he'd be a good fight for Joshua but there's no point in it you just want to see Joshua come through Parker and then fight Wilder no I don't I want to see Dylan White rematch Joshua Dylan White who is so awful and he's fighting Lucas Brown next but there's a a funny tweet just while I'm on the subject of boxing of Kel Brook you know seems to have just forgot that Errol Spence beat him and broke his face <laughs> and uh, it said something like you know come up to 154 you know and I'll, I'll beat you and Errol Spence was like mate body beat you once <laughs> like I'll beat you again <laughs> and then Brooke was like number one I'm not your mate you know number two <laughs> this and that number three I'll take your heart away from you and then people were like mate he took your heart away from you in front of your home crowd at Bramall yeah. A bit man. weird to tell people. It's just like a weird, like as all. I mean, if he, if Brooke makes everyone forget that this actually happened, then like the matchroom cult <laughs> is like well in effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, but Brooke and Khan don't exist until they fight each other. You, I don't see what else there is for that. Just, just do it, lads. I don't see where else I'd rather them go because they're both in a weird like level of. Look, I just don't. I you, think you've lost both, your shine, but you can earn big money yeah, fighting. Because I think they're both at this point in their careers not good enough to be world champions in their respective divisions. Yeah, Khan's not good probably, enough to be proper. World yeah, Khan's yeah, probably got the best chance of winning a belt, but yeah, Brooks one five four is stacked, and you know he's coming off two broken faces. Two broken faces. Like he's coming off a victory. He did proper rough up yeah, that guy. But, like he's a front runner, Brock. It's great when it's going his way. He always has been. Yeah. Alright, well we should wrap this up because we're over now. Oh, I'll predict a Trump. Oh shit, predict a Trump. We get a bit of that well, before we go. Yeah, yeah, we got to get predict That's why you're a special so, guest, mate. No, thanks. Recurring guest star. Recurring guest star. Recurring guest star. Who is here every single <laughs> podcast. That's and why it's some, recurring. And in some ways, Aid, even here more than our mic. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that time he wasn't here and me and you did it. Yeah, no, that that's fair. It's a thundering sort of so, thing. So, prediction had a pretty bad week last week. In par, 
because of an issue we've not addressed uh, an Italian football <laughs> being suspended yeah. as half of its bets were Italian games on the Sunday uh, and obviously that was tra- maybe tragically called off and rightly so but it did upset Prediction um, so anyway but this week so we're starting again with a tenner because Prediction ran out of, of its own money um, so we've got four bets four bets right so we've got Juventus to be beating Udinese at half time and full time Bayern Munich to beat Hamburg by more than two goals Hertha Berlin to defeat Freiburg and Dijon Mustard to defeat SC Amiens haven't Bayern slapped like I think it's I might be not totally accurate but haven't they scored something like 14 goals against Hamburg in two games at home um, yeah, I looked it up. It, they've actually they've scored. They've given them an absolute stonking. They've actually scored 3,289 goals. Remember one time they beat them? Five games. Remember quite recently they beat them? Was it 8 0 or 8 1 or something? Yeah, so, I mean, that's <coughs> that's not better of a week, bro. Better of a week is actually hurt Berlin to defeat Freiburg. That's better of a week. What are the odds? 21 to 20. The odds on Bayern to beat Hamburg by more than two are slightly better, but. You know, we're going with Hurt Berlin anyway because I just like them. Yeah. The pride of Berlin. Yeah, that's right. Any well, other teams in Berlin. Seems like a good solid four team. Union Berlin, but. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that next week. Cities that should have bet. That, 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 we'll, we'll cover that next week. We, we'll do research for once in our bloody lives. Next week, a topic is going to be cities that should have better football teams but don't. Okay. It's not a bad topic. No, it's a good topic. Now, if we remember that, then expect it next week. So, in essence, don't expect it next week. What What are we doing next week? Summer about uh, beach balls, I think we said. And they're rolling football. I don't know. Something like that. Time's good. Shoot <laughs> there next week. I'm Fair up for that. Enough. All right. Well, catch you all later. You later. <laughs>